Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future. Here is your host, Emily Carey. Welcome to today's episode. Hi, my name is Emily Carey, and I will be hosting today's episode of This AmeriCorps Life. Today we have Molly Peterson, a recent VISTA alum with us, and we're really excited to be talking with her. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be back in walls of Prescott, Arizona Serve. Yeah, so it hasn't been long since you graduated, but so much probably has already happened. But I think I want to start by just asking you about your journey to AmeriCorps and I guess what initially brought you to Prescott. Yeah, so I went to school at Arizona State University and uh, the whole time that I was involved there, I worked at a place called Changemaker Central at ASU and our mission was to inspire, catalyze, and sustain student-driven social change. That included entrepreneurship, service, and so as far as sustaining service, we were kind of the hub where all of the national service recruitment officers hung out. So we had um, Peace Corps, Teach for America, and AmeriCorps recruiters there like all the time. And then I got really close to the Peace Corps recruiter and the Teach for America recruiter and really didn't know that much about AmeriCorps. Um, but as I continued studying nonprofit management, which is what I went to school for, uh, I, I just love the concept of kind of serving in everyday life and serving where you live. Um, and then one of my favorite professors, she was in at the head of the Nonprofit Leadership Alliance, which was another organization I was um, involved with. She was an AmeriCorps alum, and okay. she took one class to talk about her service. She did NCCC, and so it was a little bit more boots on the ground, and I was just completely enthralled. I think I actually had to leave for a meeting and I didn't leave because I just loved learning about it. And um, that was a, my goal for a really long time. I wanted to do the the travel, mm-hmm. boots on the ground service, really get to know a community. And I thought I'd be able to hone what I learned um, at school a little bit more. And then part of my program was to have an internship and uh, I got an awesome internship and thought, okay, well, this will go from like May to, you know, I graduated in December two years ago. So January 1, like I'm going to get to AmeriCorps. So I started my application, looked at NCCC, and then that internship turned into a full-time job offer. Um, and it was just too hard to pass up. And yeah. then also for personal relationships. I was dating my partner and we planned on getting married. And um, all that to say is that AmeriCorps kind of dropped off my mm-hmm. my agenda for a little bit. And then when I had that next career transition and also moving, found out that Prescott was thriving with AmeriCorps Vistas. Yeah. And in looking into the program more, the Vista just seemed a little bit more of where I was at in my career okay. as far as honing those professional skills in the office and, and to be honest, I think those were the skill sets that I better at offering at that point. So switch from one program to the other, but still feel so fulfilled and kind of pursuing awesome. a long time life goal. Yeah. So were you seeking Prescott or were you seeking Vista or are they just both sort of They both kind of together? came together. I was seeking Prescott, which not a lot of Vista's I, at least that doesn't happen for a lot of vistas here in Prescott. Yeah. Am I in New York or DC or some of those cool places? But um, I was seeking Prescott. Knew they had an AmeriCorps program. Okay. Um, and the idea of finding a nonprofit job here was just so overwhelming because yeah. at least in Phoenix, I had my strong networks and didn't even know where to start. 
found Vista. It's like, is well, how do they compare? And I actually had a conversation with Annie about it, and that really helped me understand, hmm, this is what I want to do after all. That's so, awesome, yeah. So yeah. Annie has a way of getting people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my husband was already living here working, so okay. the end goal was to make it to Prescott. Perfect. Awesome. And we're glad that you came. Yeah, um, me too. So I guess, yeah, how is that transition from moving, like, from, like, the Phoenix area to here and, like, starting, finally starting your service that you had been thinking about for so long. Yeah. Um, I came from a college campus, which I assume like a lot of AmeriCorps people were, and yeah. Prescott's a little bit of an older community. So I was used to have an activity every night. Let's go. Let's party. <laughs> let's just have a good time. And it, it's a lot quieter here, yeah. but it was also probably good because I was focusing more on my service and then um, Arizona serve is just so unique in that they really have that cohort where it makes you feel like established and I know Annie took us around tour of Prescott my husband's lived here his whole life and I saw things that I'd never seen before and so that really helped me feel rooted and um, we do statewide work at my organization Mm -hmm. and so I got to know a lot of the governor's office of youth faith and family vistas and they just didn't always had the same support like a cohort like we have so early on I learned to appreciate that as far as acclimating that's awesome and then how was it um working with prevent child abuse Arizona as a VISTA it's awesome I was the first VISTA and so I had to get used to you know what is it exactly I'm doing referring back to my dad and then uh my organization got used to having a VISTA um and I think there were a lot of question marks for them what is this gonna look like and I'm the type of person, if I'm not sure what I'm doing, I, I have that adrenaline where I'm yeah. just going to act like I know what's going on and let that adrenaline fill me. But it was a perfect organization. And I had initially applied for another organization mm-hmm. and looking at the duties assigned, I was like, oh, grants, fundraising. I was familiar with that yeah. from my, my degree. It's like, ah. I want to learn something new. So I had mm-hmm. applied for um, U.S. Vets. And okay. then after my first round interview with Annie, she reached out and said, I know this is, this is like your top two priorities. Can yeah. we explore this option? After speaking to you, I think it'd be a good fit. And I felt like AmeriCorps was so competitive that like anything that came my way, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I just want this so badly. And then once I got to prevent child abuse, Arizona, it was just really obvious that I think my culture and and their culture fit so seamlessly. It's a really positive environment and they were encouraging me to really take the lead on things. So, um, I loved it. I wouldn't have changed the organization at all. (laughs) Awesome. So what are some of the projects, um, the big projects you were able to take on um, during your year of service? Yeah. So with AmeriCorps, you have systems and activities. Systems are those things that are going to sustain that really kind Mm -hmm. of foster the ability to do multiple activities. And activities are kind of like building on things that have already been there. So I had a mix of both, but really it was building systems because I was the first VISTA. Yeah. Um, I was involved with the fund development department, which was only like a, a shy wee one years old by the time I came. So mm-hmm. like new VISTA program and new development program. So I helped build the newsletter and get that out monthly and the whole system for um, attaining information across the nonprofit and then also grants. So they had applied for grants previously, but always had a contracted grant writer and then had the novel idea, well, let's bring it inside because who can talk about our parent 
programs the best, yeah. then we can. So I worked on that, the grant tracking sheet, uh, developing grant templates. So anything that I wrote and got edited by the team, I'd store that so we could nice. reuse it and move a little bit more efficiently. Helped with the annual campaign, which is just developing that individual relationships mm. with peers. Outreach, it was kind of like the pick of the litter for me on what I could do because yeah. there was so much that they wanted to develop. So, um, I felt like I had the enthusiasm to like, try this and try yeah. that, but happy to say that there's several systems now fully functioning, um, that will sustain throughout my time there. That's awesome. That's exciting. I was going to say, yeah, cause now you're a staff member there. So you clearly made a really big impact. What another transition now in your life. How has that been um, being a staff member there for the last few months? Yeah, I think the biggest thing between Vista and staff is just that I get to have that long-term view. Mm -hmm. And as a Vista, at least in my classes, I talked about, you know, community engagement and it's really not necessarily just mirroring the needs of what the community needs. Mm -hmm. So you might not be able, like I certainly wasn't the expert in Prescott. I was the expert in child welfare. So I, I just wanted what they call it's a dance. Um, And there's a couple of researchers that say community development should look like a dance where someone's leading, but you're really reacting off Mm -hmm. of what they need. And so I, I took that to heart and really wanted to be sensitive to what the organization felt they needed the most, yeah. but I didn't see myself a part of that future. Uh-huh. And so then as a staff member, like, whoa, I'm a part of this. This will affect yeah. me. I plan to be there for a really long time. And, and that was refreshing for me because I knew I was investing mm-hmm. my time in things where I would get to see the fruits of my labors. Yeah. It doesn't always happen as an AmeriCorps. Oftentimes it happens years down the road or if you stay yeah. in contact with your service site. So, um, Definitely. it's been motivating, I think, to be a part of the vision. That's awesome. And then are you doing some of the same work that you did as a Vista or do you have new projects? Like what is what you're doing now look like? So I I have new project that projects, there's a need in another department. So we have our fundraising department and training department. Mm And department's kind of a lofty word because in our organization, we're small yet nimble. So there's one person in charge of the development department, one person in in charge of the training department. And so now I kind of get to go between. So I'm the training and development specialist now. So about half of my role is still what I did and now half of its trainings, which is a little bit more of that statewide um, reach because we are an organization that works across Arizona. So I'm probably in Phoenix anywhere between two to three times a week. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And that that travel time (laughs) adds up. That's a long commute. Um, And then the goal was to have a new AmeriCorps Vista take on some of my roles that I did in fund development, which would allow me to step back. Yeah. 50%. We have not been successful in securing a new Vista. So I'm still doing about 100% of what I'm doing, but also adding on 50%. So it's an interesting transition where I just have to be really efficient in everything that I do. Definitely. Um, But I've loved it. So that's awesome. Maybe a lucky listener will be the new Vista. Yeah, maybe. We need one. And they're treated really well. (laughs) Really well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you talk about Prevent Child Abuse Arizona doing a statewide work. So what are some of the projects and things that Prevent Child Abuse Arizona does? Yeah. So our mission is to prevent trauma. So and shift the public conversation about child maltreatment. So that prevention is the priority. Um, 
Today, we spend a lot of money government-wise taking kids away from their families and not enough money keeping kids together. Mm -hmm. So about 30 years ago, our executive director, Becky Ruffner, she was working in education. Okay. So she saw firsthand what it looked like with those kids who were either doing really well in school and those who weren't. And then, you know, the kids who had support from a family and the kids who didn't. Mm -hmm. And she had this novel idea. If we want to support kids, we need to support parents. Yeah. And what would it look like if we supported parents before they ever bumped up into the system? And we really stay strong to our position that it's not a blame game with mm-hmm. parents. I think when people think of child abuse, oftentimes they think just bad parents or they should know better. Yeah. H- how should they know better if their life is filled with modern day stresses yeah. and they haven't had an example themselves? And so a lot of our programs are built around that. And, um, so we have Triple P, which is the Positive Parenting Program. Okay. It's the most researched parenting program in the world. Um, it has about 950 published studies on it in diverse communities. We know it works. All of our programs are evidence-based, so we'll only invest our money in if we know it works. Yeah. So we have Triple P established across all corners of Arizona. That's awesome. We even have it in the Arizona Belt um, in the Stony Creek Dream Center, okay. which was where the FLDS church and polygamy used to be. So just kind of the aftermath of, of trauma and yeah. Triple P is now established there. And um, we have Strengthening Families, which goes pretty much along with triple P and it teaches parents how to build protective factors against child abuse and, and works one-on-one with them. And, um, we have all babies cry, which is a in the hospital by the bedside teaching parents about how to cope with infant crying and what to expect. So really looking to the parent, like, how can we help you regulate your stress? Because that's then going to help them not to shake their baby and whatnot. So we have a number of programs. We even have one based in Yavapai County, which is our direct service reach, the Yavapai Family Advocacy Center. And we see all victims of interpersonal violence. So child abuse, neglect, sexual abuse, elder stalking, elder abuse, like all of that, they come in house and that's right next to our headquarters. So while we're not necessarily dealing with intervention on a day-to-day basis or yeah. statewide reaches prevention we do see the need in Yavapaka County to have a strong advocacy center that can handle intervention and then help yeah. people heal from the effects of trauma because that mm-hmm. in the end breaks the cycle of abuse yeah definitely and then are people so like people listening they're like wow I really want to like help out and like get involved with that are there like volunteer opportunities with prevent child abuse Arizona there is a little bit we have a lot of events so okay. we host trainings we have a train the trainer approach where we're huge advocates for bringing this information, yeah. evidence-based programs, and we work a lot with the governor's office, and so we'll implement it, okay. and they'll see, oh, this works. For example, with Triple P, we've been yeah. fighting for about 10 years, and six years ago, we received funding from an organization, and then another one in Maricopa yeah. County, the governor's, governor's office wants it statewide, so now yeah. they're our funder. But um, sometimes it's hard to get involved with our programs because mm-hmm. we are training professionals in that um, in that event-like setting. Yeah. But we do accept at our volunteers at the Yavapai Family Advocacy okay. Center to help victims yeah. when they come in, feel at home, feel comfortable. Yeah. It's a really amiable environment. And then... If you want to prevent <laughs> child abuse, make sure you have that lens of supporting parents and okay. just being 
like a good neighbor. And uh, the number one predictor of child abuse is social isolation. Okay. And so be willing to say hi to your neighbor. Reach out. Yeah. Be willing to support people. Help people get in contact with resources. Even in our own county, there's so many resources for parents. They just, how are they supposed to know about it? So become informed on what resources are available. It's really hard to get prevention funded, but really it saves so many costs for every dollar spent on prevention. About six to ten dollars is saved on intervention efforts. So yeah, donate, volunteer your time, whether it's with us or another organization, and then just be sure to be willing to help. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome that you're there doing that just for the state, but also even here locally in Yavapai. Um, were you, did you know a lot about like child welfare and advocacy and stuff before, um, Jordan Prevent Child Abuse? Not really. Okay. I was like the nonprofit guru when I sat okay. with all my, my classmates. I'd like geek out talking about the budgets or board meetings or yeah. fund development and other people were just using it kind of as mm-hmm. a means to their cause. Okay. My classmates would be passionate about, you know, immigration or passionate about just a number of things. So yeah. I haven't really found that yet and when I started I was kind of the only one that had the unique nonprofit knowledge a lot of my other co-workers have their masters in child and human development yeah so they get that new shield I've been like fervent about trying to learn as much as I can but it it's something that makes so much sense yeah not only is it fun to research but too it just like the pieces fall into place so that's I don't, awesome. but I, I'm trying to learn as much yeah. as I can. So and you're, like, finding your own, like, platform, like your classmates did almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And part of the reason why I love prevention so much is that um, adverse childhood experiences are tied to so many mm-hmm. um, kind of ills of the world. So not only thri- life-threatening diseases <laughs> like, yeah. you know, heart disease, obesity, etc. And that's just a result of toxic stress, but also yeah. suicide. Mm-hmm. Um Substance abuse is highly linked to adverse childhood experiences, and you can prevent so much of that no matter what you're passionate about. If you start with, like, a family in a safe, stable, nurturing environment, you're going to solve a lot of problems in the world, and so it just was easy for me to connect to and, yeah, find my platform. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so good to hear. And then... Do you have any advice, I think, for current AmeriCorps members listening or future ones? Um, do you have any advice for them, like, if they want to start service or are currently in service? Yeah. If you want to start service, just <laughs> put your foot out there. I yeah. mean, uh, I'm just so grateful that I did. And then if you're currently in service, I found that the emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. that at least we were showed at Arizona Serve, and it's um, you can just find it by probably googling like the peace core emotional roller coaster yeah it's true so like don't be too hard on yourself if you're having like a, a divot yeah. um and then like have confidence in yourself and what you have to offer but also be humble enough like you're there to learn it's a real yeah. give and take mm-hmm. environment with the uh, americorps and uh my team leader sarah gave <laughs> me really good advice just that um i think it's maybe it's annie Someone in Arizona gave really good advice <laughs> that, like, when the organization is receiving some as much from the Vista as they're they're like giving, yeah, then that's like a happy medium. And so my my hope is just that you end up in an organization that's really willing to like 
invest in you and make sure that you're the professional who leaves better than when you came. And then you also have that same desire to leave the organization better than when you came. And I think that's when like magic happens. Yeah. Uh, That's a really good take on it. Like trying, cause that's so important cause it is, yeah, it really is a give and take. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of sometimes have to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you come in and you just want to give everything when we give, I truly think that we receive. Yeah. Be sure to like advocate for yourself too and and make sure that you get an opportunity to try the things that you're interested in. Awesome. That's the advice that I think I'm also going to personally take now. Yeah. yeah. You're you're there to get something out of it too. So speak up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today or? Um, no, but you're <laughs> welcome to contact me if you have any questions. Um, so you can reach me at Molly, M-O-L-L-Y at P-C-A-A-Z dot org. If you have any questions, but awesome. happy to be here. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing all of this with us. Um, it's so great being able to talk with you um, and just hearing not only a success story through Vista, but just like hearing how much you've grown and everything has been amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.